If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Lock Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to the Art of Living Spiritually. I'm Reverend Fish Hall, and I'm the spiritual leader of the Center for Spiritual Living Metro, which sponsors the Art of Living Spiritually. The CSL Metro, we invite you to be you with us. We invite you to open to your divinity, discover your real potentiality, and celebrate what is uniquely, awesomely you in every aspect of your life to be mindfully, wonderfully you. Together, in community, we open to the realization that we are all expressions of one divine creator. We feel the impulsion of spirit and the need to say yes when spiritual, when being Excuse me, I've got a cold tonight, and so I'm going to try very hard not to cough at everyone. Okay, I'll try that again. Together, in community, we open the realization that we are all expressions of one divine creator, feeling the impulsion of spirit and the need to say yes to being spiritual activists, which will be a primary focus for us this evening, growing individually and supporting all other expressions of the divine. On Sundays, we meet at 10 a.m. at Arlington Arts Center. We invite you to go to our website, www.csl.metro.org, and find out all the details about where, when, and what's going on, including our monthly um, meditation with Himalayan bowls, uh, which we hold at Blue Nectar Yoga in Falls Church. So... It's definitely going to be a great year, and it has certainly started off as a tumultuous one. And the opportunity is fabulous. It's going to be a great year because we have witnessed the death of apathy. We are the meaning makers. We are the change makers. We are the opportunity for for all kinds of shifts, all sorts of shifts. And... The situations that are going on, the discussions, the conversations, everything else has called ever so many people to take a stand, to be a voice, and to be a voice for what your heart is calling you to be. I'm not here to tell you what that is to be, but I am here to tell you that sitting on the sidelines doesn't work anymore. So we can allow everything that is going on in our country and around the world to paralyze us or propel us. It's no longer a gentle nerd saying, nudge saying, uh, if you like things the way they are, probably you ought to do something about it and be very vague and very iffy. It has escalated to a demand. If you don't like what is going on, you must let your thoughts be known. You must become visible and vocal. So this evening, we're going to talk about spiritual laws. We're going to talk about uh, the our role 
in our who we are as cause. There is a critical, it is critical at this time for us to pay attention to spiritual laws. They're, they are at work here. It, the principal spiritual laws that are working and we're watching them are the law of attraction and the law of reciprocity. Those are just for starters. The law of attraction comes in in that we attract what is in alignment with our dominant beliefs and where we place our focus. The law of reciprocity comes in in that the, the universe reflects back to us. It reciprocates what we are bringing. So the best illustration of that one is if we are bringing anger, then we are. the universe re- responds to us with anger. If we are bringing love, being the activity of God as love, then the universe responds with that. And so this reciprocal aspect of the universe uh, is there and we can watch it happen. And sometimes we don't realize that we are the source, we are the cause that is triggering this sort of thing. So some of what I'm going to say this evening may not be really comfortable, but I am hoping that it will um, align with my initial statement about we have witnessed the death of apathy. It is now a time to be active, to be spiritual activists. Tony Robbins uh, coined the phrase, where your focus goes, energy flows. This is good news and not so good news. In science of mind, we say the same thing differently. What you focus on expands in your experience. The media tells us that they are giving us comprehensive coverage which is really important considering the consequence of some of the choices that are being made by the present administration and Congress. Excuse me. (laughs) I want to emphasize that what I am talking about is not partisan politics. It's people and universal laws that operate with unfortunate consistency. Please excuse me for the interruptions when I cough. As I said, it's about people and universal laws that operate with unfortunate consistency. Where your focus goes, energy flows. So where are you focusing? Are you leaning into what you want? Sadly enough or unfortunately, the universe doesn't care. It simply says yes and gives you more. Are you reversing your every thought in what's wrong? Again, the universe doesn't care. It simply says yes and gives you more. Are you awfulizing about the meaning of international events? Again, the universe says yes and simply says yes and gives you more. Do you like the result? The universe doesn't even care about that. Are you willing to take responsibility for the part you play in generating generating more of what you don't want or do want. The universe simply responds by filling your intention, not your request, but your underlying belief and intention. 
It's rather scary when we wake up and realize that we are a principal cause force in our own lives. The causes we put in motion do not just impact us. They spill over onto those around us. We can ask a question quite similar to one used through generations of uh, sales scenarios. The question is, if you... If money were no object and you knew that you were safe, secure, and provided for, what would you do with your life? How would you be living your life? Well, this is not a sales scenario. This is a deeply spiritual inquiry. If you were to believe that spirit is expressing as you, in you, with you, and most importantly for you in every moment, then wouldn't it make sense to focus on that in order to make it expand? Isn't that the source of ultimate safety and security? If you truly believe that spirit expressing as you has imbued in you the power to choose and has given you the discretion as to how to use it, would you, you would be unstoppable because you'd be utilizing the gifts of God that are imbued in you. If you believe that you are not safe, secure, and provided for, and you devote your energy to that belief, then that is where the energy flows. And you create more of the experience that reinforces your belief. Oh, my. Does your behavior look more like you are the hero of your own story, or are you the victim of circumstances? How are you living your life now? A hugely important question here is, do you believe that you are uh, at the whim of circumstance or that whim, that circumstance controls your life? Or do you accept that you are always at choice as to how you will relate to circumstances? Again, are you the hero or the victim of your own life? The training with everything that is going on in its own way is rather ironic because the season for nonviolence, for peace and nonviolence, opened on on Tuesday, um, excuse me, on Monday, January 30th. And it's a 64-day period that commemorates the assassinations of Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King. And it is dedicated to a shift of consciousness and awareness that we are not in this individually. We are in this life together. We are, we are so joined that we are joined from our source. Our source is the one single source of one that has, is expressing as many. And so we can be called to and focus on that season for peace and nonviolence, and that that's what we bring to every situation. No matter how tumultuous it may seem, no matter how chaotic it may feel, that we then become the catalyst for that peace and nonviolence. If you want to know more about the season for nonviolence, uh, please contact me through our website. And I'll be glad to provide you with a sheet of 64 ways that, that you can spend the 64 days. That program is, in the, is embraced by the United Nations and is co-sponsored uh, by the Association for Global New Thought. So as a child, I spent, uh, or I spent my childhood not far from the San Andreas Fault in California. 
So literal earth shaking doesn't unsettle me. It was the norm when I was a child. But having my values shaken does. I learned what is written on the base of the Statue of Liberty when I was very small. And it has been woven into my values. To me, it is the essence of what our country is all about. And it reads, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shores. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. And recent events have been quite contrary to that statement. I find it heartbreaking that they are so contrary to that statement. And so I am very proud of the Centers for Spiritual Living as it embraces the United States and America's values of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness and the inclusion of all people. In a letter from our spiritual leader, Dr. Reverend Dr. Ken Gordon, he declared, we stand in solidarity with religious faith leaders who believe that it is possible to create a world that works for everyone without loss of human rights or national security. In the following example set by Jesus, who in Matthew twelve thirteen said, stretch forth thine hand. Our organization extends our hand out to others to promote goodwill, love, and compassion in the form of this affirmation of solidarity. So in the spirit of Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., who stated that our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. We choose not to be silent, and instead we appeal to our leaders to work toward human dignity and compassion for those who turn to our nation for help. Centers for Spiritual Living values and celebrates the individual uniqueness and contribution of all people as they express through different differences of gender, ethnicity, culture, history, experience, talents, and sexual orientation. Therefore, we commit to speak for and stand with those who are working diligently to uphold our Constitution and our Bill of Rights by protecting human rights and the dignity of all people. We commit to standing with those who refuse to discriminate on the basis of race, religion, nationality, gender, or sexual orientation. I'm really proud of our organization. One of the most challenging conundrums for me is because I do understand how what I focus upon expands, or as Tony Robbins says, where your focus goes, energy flows. I get it. And I get it that I am a stand for my beliefs, and that entails being a stand for all those who are marginalized, negatively impacted by recent executive actions that fly crossways with my dedication to what the Statue of Liberty stands for. Now comes the conundrum. How can I be the stand without allowing my energy to be transmuted into negative energy? Well, the answer is spiritual practice. 
regular spiritual practice. For me, it is the only way to stay anchored in spirit, to know who and what I am, to come from that place of spirit that is pure and simple, and to be a proactive spiritual activist, to speak out, to be visible and vocal. Spirit years ago informed me of what is mine to do. I'm an ad- I am an advocate and a facilitator. I have never felt why me, when, I, when the Spirit has urged me to be that stand, to take that stand, as if I question why me. Yet, I have often heard myself say, and just how are we supposed to pull this one off? And again, spiritual practice. I go into the silence. I go into that space, that stillness, and I listen. For I know that spirit in me as me, just as spirit is in and as each one of you, I know in the stillness it provides the answers. It provides the reminder to engage in spiritual practice of meditation. It reminds me to do my daily spiritual mind treatments, my affirmative prayers. It reminds me that within me is the access to the wisdom of the ages. And so if I am puzzled or challenged by a situation, all I need to do is turn in, turn inward. And I am, I am provided with answers, with solutions. And one thing that I know for sure, it is not mine to do alone. I know it is mine to do with all other people. This sort of thing of standing for spirit, standing as spirit, is not one person's um, responsibility. It is for all of us. Spirit has sprung forth individuating itself as the many, and it is the many is how we are able to bring about fairness, equality, compassion, love, Actions of the heart, actions that encourage all people to be able to be themselves, like our motto, come be you with us at Center for Spiritual Living Metro. Dr. Holmes, uh, the founder of Science Moon, declared, all the power of the universe is with you. Feel it, know it, and then act as though it were true. Know it is true. Now, linking back to last week's discussion of spiritual activism, it actually requires a lot from us. We must be willing to look at our core, uh, at the core level, at our own core level, to be honest with ourselves. Do we really care? I do. I hope you do. Years ago, confrontation used to terrify me. Then in in my quiet time, I was given a new definition for confrontation, and it served me so well now through the years. It is simply to address honestly. And at that same time, I was given the correlation as well. That correlation is to not confront is to condone a misunderstanding at very least, and at worst, to perpetuate a lie. 
And since I consider myself an honest person, I could not, I could no longer allow confrontation to paralyze me or, or terrify me. I had to step into it to lean into it. And so are you willing to first confront your own fears? Are you willing to confront others whose opinions differ from yours? And I'm not talking about arguing and being combative. I'm talking about confronting the situation, speaking from your heart, expressing your perspective, not there to fence or harass, but to express and to listen. It is so critically important to listen. And not just listen for words, but listen with the desire to be transformed and to be changed by what you hear. To so be present with it and embrace what is being said, that you understand the message the other person is attempting to convey. It does not in any way mean that you must condone it. It does not mean that you have to agree to it. It does not mean that you have to shift your belief to join your belief. However, what it does ask of you is that you be so present with the other person that you sense how it is they believe what they believe. And then, standing firm, anchored in spirit, being their spiritual activist, to be willing to be visible and vocal and let it be known, we believe in the sanctity and dignity of all life, that there is no one less or more, that there is no one who in any way should be diminished, demeaned, or subjected to anything other than compassionate treatment that there is an opening in our country for all people. If we believe, as we say we do, that thought precedes form, then we must clean up our own thinking before we open our mouths to others. And so I invite you to spend time in the quiet, in the stillness. I invite you to engage in regular spiritual practice of meditation, of prayer, and of listening, of listening to the divine and of listening to this, uh, to the perspectives and perceptions of others and to be a strong stand that is between anyone who is desiring to impose harm and anyone who is less than able to, um, who is the victim of that harm, who is the recipient of that harm. We are here to empower individuals so that they never stand in victimhood. We are here to empower individuals so that they can take that stand and be that stand and celebrate being alive and be uniquely, awesomely themselves. And so spiritual activism has several precepts. I mentioned them last week. It It originates from prayer and meditation. It connects with the highest and best for all concerned. It does no harm. It uplifts and informs and brings light to its focus. It is carried out as love. It is expressed compassionately. It is kind, respectful, and honors the dignity of all. 
It is proactive. It is for positive transformation, never again. Spiritual activism is deeply contemplative and silent and is originates from the silent time of activity and then afterward it is recollected in the stillness. It is an outward demonstration of an inward process. It is soul-based rather than ego-driven. It is the willingness to be a stand on behalf of what aligns with your own deep honoring beliefs. It is letting go of old stories about why one should not be an activist. It's about one's position is a reflection of the prism through which he or she looks at life. Brilliant with oneness, celebrating the interconnectedness of everything. It is connectedness. It is the willingness to let the world know that what is done to anyone is done to each other and all of us. To be a spiritual activist calls you to show up as spirit, to follow the divine guidance arising within you to do what spirit is nudging you to do on its behalf. Be in a march, the women's march, or be it a, a gathering of like-minded people uh, such as Sister Giant or any other organization, whether the Peace Alliance I am a peace ambassador, and as such, I am aligned with and members and a member of a number of peace organizations, and I am the founder of Way to Peace, which is a grassroots approach to simply be kind and respectful no matter what. And so to be a spiritual activist, you must connect with spirit's guidance and then have the courage to follow the message that is arising within you. The way you get the courage is to do the spiritual practices. And then you have the courage and the power in order to go out, be visible, be vocal, and do so as the voice of love. When we anchor whatever it is that we have to say in the frame of, I am an activity of God as love, and the words I speak will be heard through that consciousness that I bring, that I am not here to impose, I am here to to voice, I am here to represent, I am here to stand with and for. And so I invite you to join me, to join the thousands of others who are taking a stand for our brothers and sisters of all faiths, colors, orientations, ages, sizes, shapes, uh, all people. For all are the expression of the divine, and all deserve to be treated as that. And so, just a couple of quick reminders before we run out of time this evening. Um, Center for Spiritual Living Metro is the sponsor of this uh, presentation. We have our blog talk radio at Thursday night at 8 and it is recorded, and we invite people to come and uh, listen to the recording after it. Uh, and we are developing a wonderful listenership. On Sundays, we meet at 10 o'clock at the Arlington Arts Center, and uh, the details for that are at our website, which is 
uh, cslmetro.org. And uh, we teach classes. We have meditations. The meditations are monthly. Uh, meditation with singing Himalayan bowls. Uh, is this coming Sunday, the first Sunday of the month, and that is held at Blue Nectar Yoga Studio in Falls Church, on Broad Street in Falls Church. And uh, we are going to, we had originally posted a foundations class uh, to start in uh, this month, but now it is going to start the the 19th of March, the 19th of March. So check the website for services, meditations, classes, the whole work. So thank you so much for being with us this evening. Namaste.